Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to the Healthy and Happy Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today simply for the fact that we've been on a bit of a social media break and I'm going to get into the reasons why in just a second, but I just want to let you know that I love you, I care about you, and I'm so, so happy you're here, whether this is your first time listening or whether you are a regular to my podcast or my blog. I'm so happy you're here and I'm so happy to chat with you today about living a busy life and still staying healthy because this is a trend that I see not only in my personal life, but in the people that I work with as well. So just to give you a little rundown of what I do around here, my main hub for all of this is my website. So if you ever want to look at the show notes, if you want to read my blog, if you want to learn more about my coaching or apply for coaching, you can just go to Julie Boer b-o-o-h-e-r.com and that's where you can find every single thing you need to know so every piece of content that I create whether that is my blog post sometimes I do videos I do podcasts and they're all on the website so just letting you know that that is the central hub for everything that is my life and my brand and my coaching so without further ado let's get into the topic of today's episode which is working and staying healthy now you may be wondering why the title is working three jobs specifically and that is because that is what I do I have three jobs currently as we speak in addition to my social life and my relationships and everything else that's going on. I, number one, am a fitness coach. I do online nutrition coaching and I'm hoping to get into more in-person coaching again as well. And number two, I am a marketing consultant. So I help people with their websites, the back end. I help them figure out all the logistical things. So I'm kind of a computer nerd in that aspect. And number three, I work full-time at a gym as well. And that's my newest job. And I just started that job about three weeks ago. And the reason is not just to add more things onto my plate because I'm crazy and I like being busy, although I do, (laughs) let's be real, because I'm a go-getter kind of girl, um, as I'm sure most of you are. But yeah, I just felt that since I've been in Canada, which is exactly a year as of July 1st, so happy anniversary to me. I finally got my work permit in the process of my permanent residency. I'm at that stage where I got my work permit and I thought it would be healthy for me to do something in person because Mark, my husband, which is the reason I moved to Canada, works full time and I found myself just staying at home alone in my apartment all day working on my laptop, making videos, making podcasts, making blogs and all of that, but I was having no social interaction. That part was extremely lacking in my life. And for somebody who's always done things in person, like I started out as an in-person personal trainer and did that for a few years. I've always had jobs in person. I've always worked with my clients one-on-one in person. This has been the first year of my life that everything has moved to online. And I was really, really feeling the 
just blechness of that because I love doing this. I love that I can reach so many more people through online as opposed to, you know, just standing in the middle of town and trying to scream my message because what is that? You know, that's like 1800s kind of shit right there. But I just felt the need to get out there, be social and put myself in an environment surrounded by people that are trying to be healthy and just to socialize. Let's be real. Your girl needs social interaction. And if you work online, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So even though it was adding one more job onto my plate, even though I was fully booked doing my fitness coaching and doing my marketing work, I just felt that it was time. And if I needed to make my life a little crazier for right now, just to get that social interaction in and be in person and obviously make some more money too, because you guys know it's great to have financial abundance and be able to pay off debts and do the things that you love. You just got to do it sometimes. So yeah, that's just a background story about why it's working three jobs and staying healthy. And that's also a reason I wanted to bring that up because since I have started working that job, my content has kind of fallen to the wayside. So that's my blog. I am on a social media break, so I'm not even including that. But my blog, my podcast, so I apologize. This is just me getting into a new flow, a new routine, and a new schedule. And that's why I wanted to chat with you guys about working so many jobs and staying healthy because I know so many of you listening to this are either moms or you're in school or you work or maybe you work multiple jobs or maybe you're a mom and you work or maybe you're a mom and you're in school or maybe you are in school and you have an internship and you have a job. I know when I was in college, I had an internship and I had a paying job. So I get it. You're busy. Your schedule is packed. There's so much stuff that's going on in your life. So how do you stay healthy? How do you stay healthy amidst all the craziness of life? And that's what I want to chat with you about today. So I have five tips that will help you if you are working multiple jobs or even if you just have one job that has really long hours. I'm not discrediting you. You're obviously included in this as well. But I'm just going to give you the five tips that I've found have helped me in the past few weeks since I started working longer hours and I'm away from home and I don't have the luxury of just making meals all day long and, you know, making a little snack when I get hungry. (laughs) So I know a lot of you don't have that luxury and I can completely relate. So let's get into the tips. So number one, and I would say this is the most important one, although they are all very important. Number one is to plan your week on Sunday. Now, I love weekends and I love weekends for the fact that you can plan, you can take a step back, you can kind of chill out a little bit. And you can take Sunday afternoon as a time to prep your food. You can write in your planner what you want to accomplish. You can set goals for the week ahead. And I just love it because I feel like when I set myself up for success on Sunday, the rest of the week goes smoothly. Whereas if I'm super crazy, I'm running around, or I just feel lazy and I don't want to plan out my week, then Monday rolls around. I'm like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? What workout was I going to do? Should I prep my food? Oh crap, I didn't prep any of my food. So I'm just going to have to go out to eat for lunch and then it's Monday night and you still can't prep your food because you got home from work late. So it's just this vicious cycle, right? So get into the habit of taking an hour or two on a Sunday and just planning out your week. So what that looks like for me, number one, I meal prep. So I always, always, always make sure I have something on hand. And usually that is number one, a type of meat. So usually it's ground turkey. I'll just cook like two packages of ground turkey. If I don't eat it all, you can freeze it when it's cooked. So I just cook it all. I put it into separate Tupperware containers. And if it's 
Tuesday or Wednesday and I know I'm not going to get through all of the Tupperwares, I will put them in the freezer and use them for the next week. So that's an option so you don't waste food. And then I also have a vegetable. I make a vegetable. It's been zucchini simply because I'm new at work and your girl ain't going to be the girl that's bringing broccoli into work and heating it up in the microwave and stinking up the whole break room. Okay. (laughs) But I'm sure next week. Actually, I brought canned salmon last week. So you know, it probably smelled like cat food up in there for like four minutes or four hours. Who knows? I don't know. Don't really care. But having some sort of vegetable prepped, um, sometimes I make a little salad and I put that on the side, like full of spinach and romaine and tomatoes and cucumbers and carrots and all of that. So making sure you have that prepped, you can make a huge salad ahead of time and just put it in Tupperwares throughout the week as you go along. Make sure you add your dressing later so it doesn't get all soggy. Um, And if you do use tomatoes, just a pro tip, use the grape tomatoes because if you use any kind of wet ingredients in your salad like chopped tomatoes it will make it soggy so try to preserve the crispness of your salad as much as possible if you decide to make a big one on sunday for example and then i always have some sort of carb so i will prep a bunch of sweet potatoes i'll just poke some holes in it put it in the oven or i'll make sweet potato fries by cutting up the sweet potatoes and roasting them or i make a huge batch of jasmine rice for mark and i and then we put that with our meals on the days that we are working and sometimes for dinner too so it's always great to be prepared and to have food prepped and that whole thing literally takes me probably 20 minutes by the time you put the things in the oven you can go do something else for like an hour because sweet potatoes take a while to cook Um, with your vegetables those don't take that long to cook ground turkey doesn't take that long to cook so just take some time even if it's an hour or two on a Sunday listen to a podcast listen to music do some cleaning around your house while you're cooking like just make it a fun activity and think of it as planning for your week and planning for your future and working towards your goals that's how I like to look at it and it makes me feel really good when it's not Monday and I'm like running around trying to figure out what I'm gonna eat and yeah it's great just to have it prepared So that's one thing I do on Sunday. The other thing that I like to do on Sunday, as I alluded to earlier, is setting intentions and goals for the week ahead. And that for me means workouts. So I schedule in my workouts as if they are appointments. I say, Monday, I am doing lower body, this exact workout at 8.30 a.m. Tuesday, I'm doing upper body, this exact workout at 8.30 a.m. or whatever it happens to be. And that is so important because if we do not schedule it in and we just say, oh, I'm just going to go do it after work. Does that ever happen? Like, honestly, maybe once a week that happens. But unless you actually plan it out and schedule it ahead of time and make it a non-negotiable, then it likely is not going to happen. So I always tell my clients, set yourself up for success, plan ahead, and that will make the biggest difference because you have it planned and treat it like an appointment, treat it like a doctor's appointment or treat it like you're meeting up with a friend where you wouldn't break that appointment. You wouldn't just be like, oh, I don't feel like going to the doctor. Sorry, because you're going to get charged 50 bucks or you're going to get charged up the wazoo because you didn't make it. So you can even do something like that for yourself. Have an alternative. So if I don't make it to the gym, I have to put $50 in my savings account or do something like that where it's like there is some type of repercussion if you break that promise to yourself. Another way to do that is to schedule in an actual exercise class. So maybe you have to sign up at your yoga studio or maybe you take bar classes or maybe you take classes at a spin studio or CrossFit gym. Schedule them ahead of time so you cannot break them. And that, yeah, for me, it also helps to work out in the mornings because I know that if I wait until after work, 
I am so tired because I'm on my feet all day that I just do not want to work out. I just want to go home. I want to eat dinner. I want to chill. And I want that to be my downtime. So if you like working out after work, cool, more power to you. Bring your gym clothes, bring your shoes, leave them in the car and just go straight to the gym. Make sure you have a snack before so you don't have to go home and eat. And because once you're home, you're home. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's easier just to get it done in the morning, even if that means I have to wake up at 5 a.m. or something, which we're going to talk about next. So that's my second tip is to wake up early. Okay. And I'm not talking about waking up early after going to bed at midnight or 1 a.m., of course, you're going to feel like shit the next day. And actually, the lack or the less sleep you have, the more likely your body is to hold on to weight because of the hormones that are related to sleep deprivation. So if you find yourself craving food all day long when you don't get enough sleep or you're just always tired. Your body needs calories or your body needs energy in some way. So whether that is from sleep or whether that is from calories, both are, both of those are forms of energy. So your body is going to say, I'm starving, I'm starving, I'm starving, which is probably why you notice yourself snacking a lot more throughout the day when you are sleep deprived versus when you've had a great night's sleep because your body needs the energy from something whether it is food or sleep. So waking up early means that you need to go to bed at a reasonable time. I know this is one of the hardest things to do. And I'm not telling you, I'm not suggesting that if you're going to bed at midnight right now, that tomorrow you need to wake up at 5 a.m. What I am suggesting is that you start spreading out that sleep 15 minutes in both directions. And what I mean, so let's use the example of you're going to bed at midnight, you want to start waking up at five. Okay, so maybe tonight you go to bed at 11.45 and maybe you wake up the next day at 5.15 and do that for a week and then see how you feel and then do another 15 minutes. So then you're going to bed at 11.30 and you're waking up at five, you know? So try that, try doing it in increments of 15 minutes. You guys get what I'm saying, whether it's trying to go to bed 15 minutes earlier or whether it's trying to wake up a little bit earlier, try that out, see how it feels in your body and don't try to do it all at once because that is the biggest mistake. That's why you can't stick with it. It's like diet and exercise, right? If you make drastic changes all at once, you won't stick with it. But if you just say, okay, I usually go to bed at midnight this week, I'm going to go to bed at 1145, do that. And the next week, do 11.30. The week after that, do 11.15. And then soon you'll be going to bed at 10.30 and you'll be a happy baby grandma like me. I'm in bed. Let me just tell you, if I'm waking up 5, 6, which is my usual now, I am in bed at 9. Yes, that is early AF, but I it's not like I'm asleep at 9. I get in bed at 9, 9.15, and I read a book for about 30 minutes. And that puts me to sleep like nothing else. The worst thing you can do for your sleep hygiene at night is to be on your phone, watch TV, be on a screen, a computer or something, and then try to go right to bed. Because when I do that, actually, I did this last week because I fell into bad habits. I was on my phone before bed. I was reading articles. I was watching videos. I was just being a dick. (laughs) And I had the worst sleep. Like I would wake up at 3 a.m. randomly. I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. I was just laying there anxious and stressed out. So if that's you, try to read before bed. It's not the most exciting thing, (laughs) but that's exactly why it works. And you're going to learn stuff and you're going to become a smarter person. So win, 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 win. Go to bed earlier moral of the story, (laughs) so you can wake up earlier. Because really your morning routine and going to sleep 
or waking up at a reasonable early time to fit in your morning routine means it starts at night, right? So make sure that you are going to bed at a reasonable time, starting in increments of 15 minutes and working your way backwards so that soon you are asleep by nine, like me, and we can be baby grandmas together. Okay, so that actually brings me into tip number three, which is establish a morning routine with something that really excites you. Okay, so are you a morning person or are you an evening person? That's important to know. For me personally, I work best in the morning and that's when I'm the most creative. So it suits me well to wake up and do something that's creative. So I wake up, I make my coffee, I sit down, I drink water, and I just sit there and write my morning pages, which is three pages of just freehand writing That's when I get a lot of ideas for a blog post or a podcast. That's where I got an idea for this podcast today. And then I go into creation mode. So then I'm recording this podcast right now. And then I will go into my workout. So all of this is done before like 8 or 9 a.m. And that's when I go into work. So I make sure that I get the most non-negotiable creative part of my day done before I go into work. And mind you, during this time, I am not on my phone at all. I do not check my emails. I do not check my text messages unless it's like my mom texting me out the wazoo because she likes to do that (laughs) um, about something that she thinks is important, but isn't really important. Sorry, mom. Love you. Um, I don't check social media, not just because I'm off of social media right now, but in general, because if I start my day in a fight or flight mode, which is my stress response in my body, I don't feel good. I don't feel good when I'm checking my emails and I'm like, oh shit, I have to do this. So give yourself the opportunity, put your phone on airplane mode for the first hour or two of your day, as long as you can, and just chill, just write or read or meditate or do something that's really going to fill you up, fill up your own cup, because the rest of the day, you're going to be pouring out of that cup to other people, to other situations, to your job, to school, to your kids, to whatever else is going on in your life. So it's important to make the time in the morning to wake up before the world is moving, before your kids are up, before your husband's up, before anybody else is up and just have that time for yourself and make that non-negotiable. Because when you do that, you set yourself up for success for the rest of the day. When I establish a healthy morning routine, like I just stated, everything that I do in the morning from hydrating and meditating and moving my body, the rest of the day just seems to flow. It's like if somebody cuts me off in traffic or if I run into a stressful situation at work, I'm able to separate myself from that and not get as stressed and anxious because you guys know, I've talked about this before, I have the tendency to be anxious and depressed by nature. So I have to work really hard with myself to not go into that negative mindset. So by establishing the healthy morning routine, I'm actually able to do that fairly easily. So if you find that you're anxious, you're stressed out, try that. Try not going on your phone for the first two hours of the day. Try to just take a step back, take some me time in the morning, establish a morning routine that excites you and makes you want to wake up. And don't try to fit yourself into this mold of what you feel like you should be doing in the morning either. Because I know like I've tried so many different types of morning routines that I read from other people. And I wasn't excited about it. So I would wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't want to do this. So I would just snooze my alarm. So you have to do something or, um, you know, plan out the night before what you're going to do when you wake up in the morning and get excited about it because that's what's going to bring you out of bed when your alarm goes off at 5 a.m. and you'd rather sleep (laughs) because we all have to fight that. And let me just say that waking up early 
it kind of gets easier, but it always sucks for the first few seconds. So just understand that it's going to suck. But once you're up, you're up and you feel good and you feel great for the rest of the day. So that's establishing a morning routine. That was tip number three. Tip number four is focusing on the small things that you can do every day to be healthier. So when I worked at a desk job right out of college, I worked at an advertising agency for a few years. I would try to be as healthy as possible. I got a Fitbit around that time, so I would track my steps. And that meant that I was aware, aware, I was aware of how many steps I was taking. So if I was sitting too long, my Fitbit would buzz and be like, get up, you're a piece of shit, walk around. <laughs> and I would get up, just walk around the office, go walk to somebody's desk instead of calling them. I would literally go to the bathroom. Sometimes I would do like five, 10 squats in the bathroom stall just to get my blood flowing because I felt like crap from sitting all day. I made a stand-up desk, makeshift. I literally put a box on my desk and stood up and typed for a bit. And then I would sit down and I would alternate between that. I would, right now, I walk to work instead of drive because I live a mile from work. Um, I would walk on my lunch break. I would literally, if you if you have a sedentary job, just try as best as you can to focus on the small things you can do every day to be healthier. So can you walk more? Can you take the stairs instead of the elevator? Can you park farther away in the parking lot at work? All of those things add up. I know it seems so simple and so like, is this even going to help? What's the point? Like, I'm just feeling like shit and lazy today. So I'm just going to go up this elevator right now because I'm on the third floor and that's too far. Just go up the stairs. Come on, girl. Like you can walk the stairs. You can do it. I believe in you. You can walk your little booty up the stairs and that will actually help you lose weight if that is your goal because it's called NEAT, NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which pretty much just means the calories that your body burns outside of your workout time. So it's cool to work out for 30 minutes, an hour a day, whatever, but if you just stop there and you sit the rest of the day, it's not really as effective as you think it is. So try to make an effort to move around more. That is the moral of the story. Get creative in the ways that you move and just try it. Form a little walking group at lunch. I did that too. I'm like, guys, we're changing out of our heels. Bring your tennis shoes tomorrow. We're going to take a 20 minute uh, walk around during our lunch break. And then make the office fun, you know, because work should be a fun place. Even if you're miserable at your job, you can find ways to make it fun. And my last tip, number five, make time for what's most important to you and in alignment with your goals, your highest self. That's a question I like to ask myself very often. What would the highest version of me do in this situation? Would the highest version of me just sleep in because it feels better in the moment? Or would the highest version of me suck it up for five seconds that it sucks to get out of bed at 5 a.m. and just move forward with my day? I would wake up at 5 a.m., okay? Because I know that in the long run, that is going to pay off more than me getting 30 extra minutes of sleep. When I already went to bed early, I don't need the extra 30 minutes. I'm just being a lazy bum and I need to get my butt up, get moving, and make strides towards my goals. So really just think about this for a second. What are your non-negotiables? What are the things in your life that are a priority? If you say that you prioritize your health and your fitness and your wellness, then your actions need to be in alignment with that, which means you're going to wake up early. You're going to schedule workouts and not cancel them. You're going to prep your food so that you have it on hand. You're going to do all the things that in the moment may seem like an inconvenience, but ultimately will help you reach your goal faster. Okay, so think about that. Is this something my highest self would do? Would my highest self sleep in? No. 
I mean, unless I like went to bed at 1 a.m., of course, like let yourself sleep in a bit. But for the most part, your highest self would want your butt out of bed. You would be meditating. You would be drinking your water. You would be journaling. You would be reading. You would be doing things that will improve and enhance your wellness in your life. So keep that in mind when you feel like something is an inconvenience in the moment. It feels harder and make the harder choice. I made a podcast about that, making the hard choice. Choose the hard thing and that will return payoffs that are greater than you sleeping in and feeling comfortable or choosing the donut over the salad or going out to lunch because you're too lazy to prep your meals that week. Just choose the harder thing, the thing that is going to move you closer to your goals and it is most in alignment with your highest self. So I hope you guys found these tips helpful, working jobs, whether you're in school and you're a mom or you're just working multiple jobs there are ways to be healthy. There are people out there who have less hours of freedom in the day than you do that are crushing their goals. So I want you to be inspired by that. Be inspired by the people who are out there who have busy lives just like you do. Don't be a victim of your circumstances and say, oh, I'm so busy. I can't work out. Okay, bitch, Beyonce works out and she is like the best person in the world. (laughs) No, but she has such a crazy busy schedule, I'm sure, but she schedules in her non-negotiable things and not even Beyonce because I'm sure she has like very uh, strict say over her schedule. Even if somebody's telling you you have to be at work from this time to this time, you can find time in your day to work out. You are worth it. Start acting like you are worth it. Start acting in accordance with your highest self and take the action steps necessary to reach your goals. I love you so much. I will see you very soon. Head over to juliebuer.com for the show notes for this episode and for my blog and for everything else I have going on and sign up for my newsletter so you stay up to date with everything I release while I am not on social media. Love you so much. Bye.